Well, hey there, sweet, beautiful, and magnificent teacher. How are you? I've missed you. I am back full force and ready to serve you. I hope that you are in full summer break mode right now, relaxing, enjoying yourself, enjoying your family. But I always have something school-related to talk about because that is just what I love. Today, I am excited to bring you the ultimate guide to simple class rules. This is something I have used year after year. I believe fully in it, and that is why I want to share it with you even right now when we are totally not even thinking about school. Well, actually, I am thinking about school. I can't help it. But anyway, you may be asking yourself, why in the world is this woman talking about beginning of the year stuff to me right now? Well, sister, I get that. And I actually deserve it. But you see, I think it is always, even in the middle of our summer, time to be thinking about our classroom management game plan. How are we going to manage our students and keep our joy as teachers? Plus, if you are relaxed, what better time to hear and fully contemplate on the idea that your classroom management presence could be completely revitalized with something as simple as simple class rules. This strategy completely changed my life as a teacher, and I believe that it can do the same for you. Are you ready? You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first, or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker, and you're among friends here. And now, your host, primary teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. If you are new here, my name is Tony, and I am a passionate teacher with a deep heart for sharing my joy in education with other teachers just like you. The more we enjoy our work, the greater the impact we have on our students. Can I get an amen? I have actually just returned from a two-week break from podcasting after 49 straight weeks, straight episodes. I took a little breather to get some rest, relaxation, and to work on a big, big project that I'm going to be releasing very, very soon. But now I'm all rested and relaxed, and boy, have I missed this opportunity to talk with you. This is my 50th episode. Yay! I want to take a moment before we get started to thank my wonderful listeners who support me through email, through reviews, on the blog. I love and appreciate your support. It gives me purpose in my life that I just cannot thank you enough for. So I hope you will continue in this journey with me. I'm constantly growing and sharing my knowledge and experience with you in hopes that it will help you grow as well. If you haven't already, please consider leaving a review on the podcast. That is what helps me grow on this platform 
and to reach more and more teachers just like you who may need a positive voice in their head from time to time to tell them how important and lovely and wonderful they are to their students and to the world. So if you search Primary Teacher Friends Podcast, come to the channel, scroll down, there is a place to leave a rating of five stars, but also a little tiny font that says leave a review. Please consider doing that. It means so, so much to me. So let's get back to our topic today, which is simple class rules. Before I get too deep into this ultimate guide to simple class rules, I want to let you know that all of this information can be found at teachertony.com forward slash simple rules. So if you get a little overwhelmed or you want to come back and revisit this information when school gets a little closer, that is where to go. I will make sure that is linked down in the show notes. The reason I want to talk about rules today is because I think this is a component of classroom management that is often overlooked or just completely discounted as not important or even unnecessary. Some teachers feel that way and you may be one of them. You may be thinking, well, that silly rules poster on the wall doesn't really help me much. But I want to make a case for classroom rules or expectations so that maybe in the upcoming school year, you'll start the year off fresh with a rule strategy that can boost student responsibility and improve those negative behaviors by preventing them all together. Doesn't that sound lovely? Okay, friends, imagine 17-year-old Tony completely love-struck on this guy named Leon. It is a Saturday, and I just got off from my job as a cashier at Walmart, and I'm speeding down the highway to see my new boyfriend. Woohoo! I know not to be speeding, but something about the fresh air, the new love, and this big old road that seems to have no end made me forget the speed limit. And as you can probably guess, I got pulled over and definitely saw some repercussions from that. You know, I totally could have been angry at that moment, frustrated that that police officer had the nerve to pull me over and put a damper on my beautiful day. But the truth was, is my mama warned me about speeding and the dangers of it, and I knew better. So I put on my big girl panties and I just dealt with it. I knew the speed limit and I knew better. Even more certainly, I learned a lesson and have done my very best to avoid that same situation ever since. So with that story in mind and the thought of our limitations or rules around driving, I want to talk to you about three reasons today that we need our simple class rules within our classrooms. Think about these reasons and how they relate to other areas of our lives. And my hope is that you will fully be on board to implement the strategies that I'll share later to make your classroom a better place. So reason number one that we need simple class rules is because they create boundaries. 
If we're thinking about driving and my speeding incident, we can all agree that rules are there for the safety and well-being of others. On the road, it is for other citizens that are driving down the road for their safety. If I'm speeding or breaking another driving rule, it puts other people in danger. In our classroom, these boundaries are for our students. Without rules, there are no boundaries. There is no common agreement on what we are and are not allowed to do. It's really a free-for-all. Imagine what our roadways would be like without these expectations. People constantly speeding, always with that phone in their face, which is always a problem anyway, but it would be much worse if there were no laws against it. Hardly anyone would use seatbelts, and you may even see people driving in the opposite direction on your side of the road. Thank you, Lord, for rules on the road. I am definitely as safe as I can be out there. But imagine if we had a free-for-all like that in our classroom. Well, basically, if we do not set our expectations up in our classroom, it is a free-for-all. Students are constantly testing those boundaries to see what can they get away with and what are they allowed to do. But if we put some time and effort up front to make sure they understand the expectations or rules, we avoid all of that. So definitely we need to create those boundaries and that is reason number one. Reason number two we need our simple class rules is because it creates equal expectations. All students who come into your classroom want to feel valued and they want to feel equity. They want to feel equal to their peers. They want to know, just like your regular children do, that you love and respect them in the same way that you do every other child. In addition to that, they also want to feel safety. They want to know what the boundaries are so that they are safe from others, safe from harm, safe from embarrassment, all of those things. Now, our students do not say this out loud. They may not even be aware of it, but we can just see in patterns that students are much happier when there are clear expectations. Another part of this is equal consequences. So they want to know that, hey, if I break a rule, I'll get this consequence, and so will little Jimmy, even if he is the president's son. I have often found myself unknowingly letting some students off the hook for certain behaviors while punishing others. My rules really prevent me from doing that. It's just something natural that we do. I also find myself doing that as a parent sometimes. So these equal expectations that our rules create are just very beneficial to our students, their well-being in our classroom, and our classroom environment as a whole. We want all of our students to know that it is equal in our classroom. These rules really help with that. So let's get on to reason number three why we all need simple class rules. Well, believe it or not, they can save your instructional time. We have so much to teach and such little time to do it that we don't have time to be wasting on always addressing negative behaviors. Think back to your school year and if you are spending even a noticeable amount of time correcting student behaviors, then something is not right in your classroom. 
On a normal day, I would say I spend less than five minutes addressing bad behaviors in the classroom in a way that it steals the attention of everyone else. In years past, when I did not have my rules set, I can't say that. It took much more time. I had to explain to individual students what they were doing wrong and why this was bad. But when students know the rules, you don't have to explain all of that. They already know. They already understand the rules and the expectations, and they just need to realize that they are breaking them. So instead of going through all of that drama of explaining what they've done, you simply have to reference a rule. And then you go on with your day. I always be sure to do this very quietly at a time where it will not distract other students. And I even do it non-verbally. I'll tell you a little bit more about that when we get to creating this simple class rules in just a minute. So without all that time stolen from your instruction and explaining your expectations, you instead could put into place these simple class rules that will completely transform that for you. But there are certain things you need to do to ensure that your rules are effective. So now I want to talk about the correct way to use simple class rules in a way that it will transform your classroom. Hopefully you're on board with why you need them and now I want to tell you how to use them. There are really three simple concepts to think about whenever you are designing and implementing your simple class rules. The first thing I want you to do is make sure you're being mindful of their design. Rules are so important. They can give us all of those benefits that I mentioned earlier, but they will not if you don't design them in a way that is effective. So here are just a few tips. You can read more about this on my website that can help you really create these most effective rules. So, of course, as I've put in the title and have repeated, these need to be simple rules. Remember, we are dealing with the youngest of learners and they need to be able to understand them. Simple is really supreme when it comes to classroom rules for primary students. If they don't understand it, they definitely cannot follow it. So let's avoid language and vocabulary that is made for adults and make them as simple as possible for our little learners. As well as being simple, they also need to be very concise. Remember that our little learners have short attention spans and they're getting worse with all of the technology in the world that goes for adults too. So shave those rules down as much as possible. No fluff-filled rules, nothing too long or too hard to say or remember. Make them very, very concise. And here is the most important part of all. When designing your rules, make sure they are all-encompassing. I know that simple and short and all-encompassing sounds like an oxymoron, but it really isn't. Although they need to be simple and concise, you do need those little zingers to be efficient in covering all of the bad behavior bases. Choose rules that can translate in many different ways so that they will cover the majority of the negative behaviors that may occur in your classroom. 
So I have five class rules within my own classroom, but have never found a negative behavior that wasn't already covered within them. Let me give you an example here. So rule number one is simply be nice. To be nice really means to ditch any negative behavior that isn't nice, right? That cuts out the need for rules like no hitting or respect school and personal property. Be nice is very concise yet broad in meaning and that is what you're aiming for here. So remember, the first thing you need to do is have a mindful design in creating your rules. And to do that, make sure they're simple, concise, and all-encompassing. So to be really effective in these rules, concept number two is to provide priority for your rules. Think about your personal life and how we always do the most important things first. For example, when I'm trying to do better about reading my Bible, I always do that the first thing in the morning so that nothing else in the day distracts me from that or makes me not complete that activity. In the same way, we need to think about our class rules in this way. If they are truly important, as I hope you understand they are, we need to give them priority in our morning routine. We are going to review our rules every single day as one of our top priorities in the morning. When we do that, when we decide to do our rule review very first thing in the morning, our students understand, maybe consciously, maybe subconsciously, how important they are to our classroom. You can also tell your students, we do this first thing because our rules help our classroom flow and help the safety and well-being of everyone, so we're going to do this first thing every morning. I call this morning routine my rule ritual, and you can create your own in your classroom to help bring priority to your classroom rules. In my own classroom, this ritual has changed over the years to meet different needs, but it looks something like this. Students come in the room and put their things away. They quietly complete some work at their desk. But then I ring a bell to cue that it's time to clean up. When they hear that bell, students quietly go to the carpet and sit. I give them cheery good morning greetings and then we recite our rules and discuss them along with the consequences that I've created. And we repeat this ritual every single day. Like I said, sometimes it changes a little, but for the gist of my last eight years in teaching, that is what it has looked like. So beyond creating a startup ritual, here are some other ways you can solidify rule review as a priority. We want our students to understand that this is an important part of our classroom. So you can place your rules in a central viewing point in your classroom. For me, my rules are front, center, and ready to be reviewed every morning and always there for easy referencing. So just put them somewhere where your students will be looking throughout the day. I also suggest 100% to place rule review on your printed daily schedule. It's always a great idea to put your schedule up so that your students can see it. I know this is a little trickier for kindergarten students, 
But students want to know what is going to happen each day. They want to know the process. It makes them feel safe and secure. So when we place rule review on our printed schedule, students see that it is an important part of our day that we will not be skipping. Something else you can do is that you can ask students who enter late to do a silent self-review before beginning any work. This just really brings home the idea that this is something you cannot miss. This is an important part of our classroom. Please take a moment to just look over the rules and remember them. You can also use your language in verbalizing and demonstrating the importance of this routine to your students. So you can say something like, Okay, but first, let's review our rules and then we'll discuss that. Or, I have some awesome news to share with you, but not until we review our rules. So as you can see, that just provides priority and our students really need to understand that this really helps our classroom flow and we have to give priority to our rules. So before we go on to the third concept you need to cover when creating your simple class rules and implementing them, let's go back and review what we've learned so far. So the first thing you need to do is be mindful in their design. Remember, simple, concise, and all-encompassing. And next, you need to provide priority in your day in reviewing those rules with your students. Well, the last thing I definitely need you to include to ensure that this is most effective is interaction. Include interaction to ensure that your students fully understand and are engaged with your class rules. So I may have lost you earlier when I said rule review because that seems terribly boring. But actually, a rule review can be a very fun and interactive part of your day. I am a complete advocate for interactive or active learning, movement, and singing, and all of those things because I have personally seen the benefit. So really, the big secret in creating simple class rules that are highly effective is to make rules interactive and fun by adding simple motions your students can perform that demonstrate their meaning. When we add movement, our students just naturally enjoy that. I think about my little girls and how they could just run and run and run through the yard. I definitely am missing that need to move in my adulthood, but naturally they just have that. They want to move. So when we add motions to our rules, it feeds into that and it also gets all students engaged. And it is definitely no secret that adding motions or movement to our content helps our students retain or remember that information. That is why I use movement all across my classroom, even in the content learning of things, because I know it helps them remember. You can go back to previous blog posts or podcast episodes and really see how I use movement in areas like sight words, uh, letter and sound fluency, writing sentences, all of those areas because it helps students remember the content. 
So if you're wondering what a movement-based rule review routine would look like, I have a video demonstration from a few years ago over at my website. You can follow the link in the show notes and see what that looks like for yourself. When creating motions, just think about the meaning of the rule and how you can really bring that to life for your students. So for example, my rule number five is always listen to your teacher. So for the word listen, we put our hand behind our ear. And for the part to your teacher, we point our finger and move our hand back and forth. We also sort of chant the rules together, so that really makes it a little loud, but definitely exciting for our students. I definitely recommend that you check out that video demonstration. So one last thing I'd like to tell you about is that you can grab my class rules for free. By following the link in the show notes, you can find a free rules poster with those simple class rules that I created and use every single year, no fail. And maybe that will help you in creating your own or maybe you can use those. And that could save you a lot of time and energy in thinking about which ones you should use. You'll also find that I have created a complete resource around this idea of simple class rules that has many more color options and has pictures and is a little more visually appealing for your students. So if you want the option to customize a little more, be on the lookout for that over at the same link near the bottom of the post. Even if you don't use my rules and you think I'm a complete nut for all the information I gave about such a simple topic, my hope is that you leave this episode today realizing just how important simple class rules are and thinking about how you can improve your classroom by implementing your own. My hope is always to help teachers, and without a doubt, I know the importance of this strategy, and I hope now you do too. Am I weird to say that that episode was totally fun? I don't know why. I have such a weird problem with things like this, but I love classroom management. I love how it makes me feel joy in my heart when my students are calm collected and working for me without me begging them to do it. I cannot wait to share my class rules with a brand new group of students this year and to feel the benefits that they provide. And I hope that you found something here today that you can use as well, teacher. More than that, I hope you are resting and getting re-energized to give your best when school starts back. If you have enjoyed this episode and it has brought value to your life, I want to encourage you to follow a link in the show notes that says Joyful Teacher Academy. This is the wait list for my upcoming professional development release. And I know if you enjoyed today's episode, this is right up your alley. By signing up, you will simply receive updates when that releases. You'll be the very first to know about it, and it is coming very soon. I cannot wait to share it with you, and I just love you for sticking around this long. So thank you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, until we meet again, go make a difference, teacher friend. Teacher friend.